All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to... No beer cracking this episode. Uh, we uh, drank Negronis instead. Welcome to episode seven of Undecided Podcast. I can't believe we made it this far. Uh, my name is Tara Mahoney, and I'm here as I am every single week with my co-host, Kate Reeve. Hi, Kate. Hi. And we are coming to you from the space between my bed and my closet, which, <laughs> shout out to my brother, Aiden Mahoney, who literally engineers this podcast from um, his bedroom in Ottawa. We're in Toronto. Um, you might notice that the sound is like amazingly better, <laughs> and that's because he figured out, like, in his head, what the best space in my apartment would be to record this podcast. So, shout out to Aiden Mahoney uh, for this, like, clutch tip. Um, we're excited to bring you an episode this week on feminist policy in Ontario. Uh, we're going to give you a rundown uh, this week uh, and a discussion of uh, the three different party uh, platforms as it as it pertains to feminist policy in Ontario. Um, at this point in recording, we're not actually sure who's going to do that with you, but in a few minutes, you will know. <laughs> um, but uh, before that happens, uh, before that unknown thing happens, we're going to run through the news from this week. Mm-hmm. Yourselves. some really it's uh, the news is all over this week uh i want to get the most unpleasant thing out of the way first i don't think we could like do this episode without mentioning the attack uh that happened in toronto on uh on on monday um uh i don't think i need to go into what happened um because i think that everybody knows uh but i don't want to i don't want to air this podcast without saying uh, acknowledging that and um saying that uh i think i can speak for both of us when i say that our we are completely shocked and horrified at what happened and our hearts go out to the uh victims and the families of the victims of the people who were affected Anyway, um, moving out of the heavy, uh, the heavy part of the episode and moving uh, into a lighter topic, um, the Ontario election. Um, <laughs> and um, it, uh, kind of newsrooms were buzzing this week about um, about a comment that a senior uh, staffer uh, for Kathleen Wynne made on a um, on a CP24 uh, show um, this week. Uh, David Hurley called uh, Doug Ford a bit of a dick. Um, <laughs> actually, his the direct quote is, I think people think Doug Ford's a bit of a dick. And he got a lot of flack for that. Um, he said it on, like, daytime news. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like they didn't I, bleep it. They didn't bleep it. I don't think like Dick is a like is Dick like a thing that you have to. I mean, people are named Dick. Yeah, you can't just erase. You can't just whole name. You can't just erase <laughs> their name. Um, yeah. Um, I uh, people like I don't know. A, a lot of like a, the like conservative people that I follow on Twitter are like, oh my god, like her horrific. But I don't know, like. I also saw a lot of people being like, I mean, he has a point. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most polite way to say it, but I don't think that many people would disagree. Yeah. At least I don't think I would. Yeah. So. Um, especially uh, in the context of, like, this episode, uh, 
Doug Ford is, as part of his platform, he wants, like, young women, like, uh, women who aren't adults yet to have to get permission from their parents to get abortions, which um, affects their right to choose, basically. Mm. Um, so... Bit of a dick to women. Bit of a dick to women. <laughs> um, on to the uh, next... Um, the next bit of news this week that I'm going to let Kate run through so I don't have to, like, blab. You don't have to say this <laughs> on my voice. Um, Kate, take it away. Okay, so Ontario has been looking into piloting a basic income plan, which would basically guarantee um, families who are living below the poverty line a basic guaranteed income every year. Mm-hmm. Um, this hasn't been instituted in full yet, but the good news that came out this week is that All the parties that are in the running, so this is the PC, the Liberals, and the NDP, have said that they will support continuing this pilot project. Yeah, so it's already um, it's already uh, been implemented with four thousand people uh, in the in Ontario, um, in Lindsay, Thunder Bay, and Hamilton. My uh, my partner's um, mother works in a. like a women's shelter in Hamilton. And she says she actually knows people who have got the basic income, which I think it's like, I, um, I think it's 15,000 or to $20,000 that they get. So you can imagine like how much this has changed these people's lives. And to the credit of the basic income, uh, pilot, these women that, um, my partner's mother, um, helps in the shelter. Um, she hasn't seen them. Um, which is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. she deals with women that have um, ad- uh, mental health and addiction problems uh, all the way to, like, women uh, who have been in, like, abusive relationships. So I think it's really helped them. Um, I, obviously, like, I think this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very encouraging to see, like, cr- uh, bipartisan support for this. Yeah, for sure. It's honestly, I'm a bit surprised that Doug Ford is behind it. But mm-hmm. then again, like, power to him. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it rolling. I mean, it would be a bit unpopular of him to be like, let's like let's not help the people that need <laughs> money the most. Like yeah. it would be pretty like it'd be pretty un-Canadian of him. Like we have like a we have like a like a um there's a threshold here. Like you've got like conservative but like our conservatives like don't usually veer that far, right? Um usually. Yeah, yeah the Canadian political spectrum is a lot more condensed than the American one, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um which is nice because when we talk about stuff like feminist policy, it means we have to sit down and think a little bit harder about Except what for the we need abortion to talk about. Thing. Except for the abortion thing, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, not Maybe. to say that there isn't uh, stuff that could be worked on and fixed. Definitely uh, not. To kind of segue into that, I, I wanted uh, Kate to uh, 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 recount this story. Uh, this thing that happened to her this week. So, uh, uh, Kate is going to tell you a story now. Uh, story time. I'm introducing a new segment uh, <laughs> on the show for every week called Story Time with Kate. Oh God! Hopefully, it's not a repeating pattern of incidences that I have to keep talking. Oh about. Oh my God! Yeah, that would be so crossed. fucked. Yeah. Um, okay, so I live in Old Ottawa South. That's where my family lives in Ottawa, which is a very quiet neighborhood with like minimal street lighting and minimal pedestrian activity. Cute little neighborhood. Lots of like curly dogs that live there. Lo- so many curly dogs. So many curly dogs. In fact, like, that should be the flag of Yeah. Ottawa, it's a little uh, golden doodle. South. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's the vibe of the neighborhood. And I'm walking home, and it's, like, 7.30 on a, I think, like, a Thursday night, maybe. Um, and this car pulls up behind me, and I was like, ugh, fuck, okay. I have to deal with this, whatever this is. But, mm-hmm. again, I'm thinking, I'm literally on my street, mm-hmm. Belmont Avenue, mm-hmm. Belmont and Fairburn, for yeah. anyone who lives in Old Lotto South. Yeah, go to Church Street. <laughs> um, 
And I'm like, oh, there's not, like, it's 7.30, it's still mainly light out, nothing's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, like, feel the hair on the back of your neck standing yeah, up. The I car, you can you can see in your peripheral vision the car, like, pull yeah. up behind Any woman who yeah. hears a car pull up behind her is going to feel threatened automatically. Yeah, yeah. on edge. Um, so there's this young guy in the car, and he looks at me, and he says, oh, I, I'm for Uber Eats, and I don't know where Milano's Pizza is. Can mm-hmm. you tell me where to go? And I was like... Of course I can. Let me help you, young sir. Oh, my God. You're like, this is all about myself. What could possibly happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm safe in my socioeconomic bubble. Um, <laughs> turns out, no. <laughs> um, so I get a bit closer to the car, and I'm telling this guy where to go. So I'm like, oh, just go up Sunnyside and turn left. Just yeah, turn yeah. left. Yeah. And he's really confused and keeps asking me questions. And is like, It's like a simple direction. It's a very simple direction. Like, literally, tur- do a U-turn and yeah. drive when you're there. Yeah. Um, so I get closer to the car to, like, pull out my phone and show him on Google Maps, because mm-hmm. that's how fucking gullible I was. Yeah. Um, and the closer I get, I realize that he's doing this weird, like, hand motion. And I was like, no. Oh, that's strange. Like, yeah. that's really weird. He must be, like, itching a scratch. Yeah, or... like, he's, maybe he's, like, playing with the wheel. Oh, my um, God. So I get a little bit closer, and then when the light gets better, because of the lights on inside the car, I realize that his... Uh, penis is fully out. Oh my god! And he is just, um, just publicly masturbating while looking at me right in my eyes. <laughs> it was the weirdest experience that I have ever had. Poor thing. And I was so panicked. I just like literally turned on a dime and you just, walked you away. Just stopped talking. Yeah. Did I you was, emit any noise? No. I was mid sentence. Oh, or no, nothing. Just, I looked and I looked at him and he saw me see. Yeah. And I just turned and walked. Oh, my God. What was going through my head wasn't like, oh, I need to call this guy out. It was that I need to get away from here immediately because if he's willing to break this social contract so, like, so openly. Like, he didn't even... He was so fucking... Like calm, yeah. He he, not sweating, just yeah. like fully, just genitalia in the air. Yeah, talking to me about directions. Yeah, no shame. No, like how far else is someone willing? to Yeah, go? and actually, like, like if we're actually being serious, that mm. was like the completely correct response. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, no, for y- sure. You're completely. You're right. Like that guy, if he was like willing to pull his dick out, like he, like he could have hurt you or you know. So yeah. Anyway, um. Hor- horrific. Uh, so if you live on Old Ottawa South or the Glebe. And you see a black Honda Civic. Yeah, black 2003, 2003 Honda Civic and this creepy ginger guy who's between 26 oh and 28 God. based on oh my, my estimation. young? Yeah, dude, Shit. he was young. That's why I was like, he's not going to do anything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Oh my God, um, can't trust no bitch. Yeah, so call the police. Wow. I called them. They were very friendly. <laughs> Thank but God. I don't know if maybe if he's going around in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Don't Holy trust shit. anyone. Yeah, don't trust anyone. Okay. Um, uh, wow. All right. Well, that's a that's a fucked that's up. That's why we need feminist policy. Yeah, that's yeah. That's keep a fucked, men out of cars. It's a keep I men, kid. Like, don't <laughs> let any men drive. Um, <laughs> that's a fucked up segue to yeah. our topic this week, uh, which we will. I am here. Now, in this very moment, drinking a vermouth and soda with a woman I admire very, very deeply. Um, Her name is Francetta Johnson. She is a creative and artist uh, living here in Toronto. Um, She, uh, I I kind of like thought you would be great for this podcast because uh, Francetta does like these, uh, like, 
uh, verbal essays on Instagram uh, where, like, she just, like, honestly, like, spits some, like, in, like, really important truth. Um, I love the term verbal essay. I'm stealing that. I would have done a lot better in school if I could do a verbal essay. I know. Anything. Like, seriously, I, be- I had to write, like, four essays for the end of this semester. I'm still writing essays. I can't believe it. But, uh, and I'm like, why can't, I- if I could just, like, explain this to someone, like, with my words, like, I sh- or with, like, with my mouth, like, it would be, f- it would so, be much like, so much easier. So much easier. 90s across the board. Yeah. I'd be like, hey. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, I don't need to go to school anymore. I'm, I'm too smart. I'm too smart. That's pretty much where I'm going post-graduation. Yeah. yeah I yeah. don't need school anymore. No. Verbal essays. Verbal essays. <laughs> um, that's that's what your YouTube channel should be called. Verbal essays. <laughs> um, so. Trademarking it. Quick sip. Mm. So, um, we, I wanted to talk today about kind of three little, three little areas of like feminist policy. Oh, and one thing that I forgot to mention to you, uh, before, Mm -hmm. um, but I'll just say now on the air is, uh, um, have you heard anything about this sex ed, uh, curriculum at all? Uh, yes, unfortunately. Yeah. So I feel like, so, so feminism, like I, I feel like that Beyonce song like really like made everyone know like what feminism is if they didn't already but if 100%. you if you haven't heard that Beyonce song um, feminism is basically just like someone a feminist is someone who just believes in equal rights for women and men mm-hmm. um, so it's not that complicated and it's not uh, like you know um, like women with hairy armpits um, <laughs> hating men although if you want to have hairy armpits as a woman that like, is definitely a good definition all, too all the power to you and like um, so uh, I, I guess we'll start with that so so uh, so because because feminism is um, like uh, you know its definition is like uh, equality for men and women, mm-hmm. um, and like I would also probably include people of uh, like who don't ident- identify with like a gender binary mm-hmm. asexual label. or non-binary. <laughs> yeah, um, I-, I think the sex ed curriculum stuff is like super um, super relevant. hundred uh, percent. Oh, be- because the progressive conservative party has come out as like super against the new sex ed curriculum that the Ontario government put forward, which for all of the current government's faults is like a pretty good curriculum. It, um, it includes, um, a lot of like new education about, um, about sexuality and, um, uh, a pretty broad umbrella Yeah. of uh, covering quite a few things actually. Yeah. Um, I feel like, um, the one thing that really stood out for me in that policy was the aspect of it being introduced too early was what the problem was, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people were concerned with, is it too early to introduce these terms to children? Or is it too early? Or when is it too early to be teaching children these terms? And I feel like it never really can be too early. Absolutely not. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine being a... Um, like, and I have to, I have to say imagine because like, I was not one of these children, (laughs) but can you imagine being a children who doesn't like identify, um, as like a male or a female or uh, a male, uh, um, um, sorry, a biological, what is the right language? Oh, cis. Uh, yes. Yeah. A cisgendered Uh, male. Yes. Who like, I, you know, someone who identifies as not what, like with the genitalia Mm -hmm. that they were technically born with, they were biologically born with, uh, like how confusing that would be for you. Like, so I don't think, I don't think it like, I don't think there's a too early, like time to no definitely not introduce I mean, this stuff even as a kid growing up who was not super binary mm-hmm. um this would have been so helpful because mm-hmm. i would have had an explanation to explain to myself um what i was feeling or oh, yeah. to explain to myself that just because i wasn't inherently feminine or because i didn't fall into the terms of masculine that um 
nothing was wrong. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just having those definitions introduced from an early age would be so beneficial because it gives children the terminology to sort of explain to adults who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's so, so important. Mm-hmm. I, um, that, re- that reminds me, uh, this is not the same thing at all, but it reminds <laughs> me because a lot of people I feel like our age will like, <laughs> like have known someone like this. Um, I like, be, I was in grade three when like Alvaro Levine was all the rage, and like yes. I in my grade three photo, I will find this for you. It's uh, uh I have like a Nova Scotia tartan tie on, like I, I wore it. a tie and a button down shirt. I'm so into and the scene kid it, look. It was like honestly so fucking like. Did you have an emo bang? Uh, bang? Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I wasn't that organized. Okay. No, no. I couldn't wear, like, eye makeup, too, because my mom wouldn't let me, but, um, and that was, like, really hard for me. Uh, um, but, but, um, uh, yes. Yeah, so I just want to be dark, mom. Shout out to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Shout out to Avril Lavigne. Um, Napanee, Toronto. Get yeah, it. Yeah, Napanee. Grew up in a small town. Now, like, have you seen, like, anything she's done recently? I really mean still making Oh my music. god, it's horrific. Look it up. Oh my god. No. Oh my god, look it up. I rebuke it. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, okay, so the sex ed thing, um, like I feel like that's important important policy and like the PCs um both under Doug Ford and under uh like Patrick Brown were like uh like trying to rebu- uh like they were promising that if they were elected they would like reverse yeah. these uh standings, right? Yeah. See, here's the issue with that, right? Um I'm not shocked. We have two cis white males who want to take away options that don't affect them. Mm-hmm. Is this shocking? No. Oh. Is this history? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course they don't see importance in it because they haven't had to deal with it and it hasn't affected them thus far. Um, what I'm not really understanding is the backing behind that. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course they're going to latch on to those people who weren't supportive of having this curriculum in schools to begin with, but it's sort of snowballing into this misogyny-based platform almost, right? Where, like, it's fine to talk about these things in the locker room, or it's Mm. fine to talk about these Mm. things behind closed doors, but it's not fine to express to children that they should know about these things from an early age, you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to learn it in the locker room, it's another thing to learn it in class. What is the difference? Um, I think... A lot of the fight on this also comes from fear of understanding. Yes. You know, we fear what we don't really understand. And mm-hmm. if you don't understand the importance of this curriculum, then of course you're not going to yeah, fight for it. Which is, which is, I think, like a really uh, good argument for why it's actually necessary. Because like these people weren't exposed to stuff nope. like this. Um, it's not problems that they would have to face. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that like a program, uh, like a um a uh, policy like this like just creates more empathetic human beings. So, 100%. So, check mark for this policy. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the NDP are behind it, so... They are I don't as well. Think, I don't think it's, like, a, a point of contention between the two left parties. Um, uh, speaking of, like, snowballing into a misogynist uh, platform... Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, we have to talk about abortion again um, in this <laughs> province because Doug Ford has taken us back thirty years. Yeah, he wants to implement policy that will um, that will uh, uh, force um, young women um, under the age of eighteen uh, to um, 
uh, have to get permission from their parents to have abortions. Could you uh, imagine? Uh, yeah. It, like, is this The Handmaid's Tale? It really is. Uh, <laughs> I might as well just get a red cape. Um, yeah. That's Under my nice. wings. That. <laughs> Under his eye. <laughs> Under his eye. <laughs> I, 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 hate, I hate when people do stuff like that because, like, it's obviously like, not that, like, it's not as, it's not that drastic, but I'm also. I mean, Tara of Ford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm also, like, I'm also, like. That's shit fucking it's not scares that far-fetched. me. Yeah, no, it's, it's really not. not. I it's mean, not. could you imagine having? Okay, how do I uh, how do I separate this? Okay, it might be different for you and me. It's going to be different yes. for those of us who can't see us. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. a woman of color, but there's a huge difference there, right? Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. upbringing. So, if you were to go home and ask your parents to fill out a permission slip for an abortion, mm-hmm. it may must or it probably will be a much different outcome than if I was to go to (laughs) my parents who, uh, though my mother is white and my father is Caribbean, Mm -hmm. that would be a completely different, Mm -hmm. uh, situation. Mm -hmm. Um, most Caribbean, uh, you know, second gen children would Mm -hmm. not be able to bring this to their parents. Oh my God. Would not be able to even get the, consent for this because they wouldn't be able to get past the fact that uh, virginity wasn't an issue issue anymore, right? right? right, right, right. So it's almost like you're creating more problems by reversing this. Um, And I mean, so you stop giving people abortions, you actually think that that's going to stop people from getting abortions? Right. It's not going to. No, it's just going to make it less less safe. Less safe, less sterile, um, more costly, more dangerous. Mm -hmm. There will probably be much more fatalities in ERs. Um, it's just terrible. It's terrible to think about. It literally is the handmaid's tale. Like no, I'm no. literally flashing to a dark and meek Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they actually filmed the handmaid's tale, so it's actually it's like not, not that, that far fetched. <laughs> not that hard to imagine. Uh, yeah, no. So um, that's kind of scary. Um, obviously, like the liberal um, and ND- the liberal party and the NDP are like pretty. Uh, like they have like. Their stance on abortion hasn't changed nope. for a really long time because it hasn't needed to. Uh, it's only people who want to take us back in time. Um, so um, I hate to like I, I hate to be uh, I, I, this isn't partisan of me, but I hate to like I'm, I'm like okay like I'm obviously like a lefty, um, but like I, but you know what here like if you if you I mean if you believe that young women don't want to. Um, or shouldn't be able to like decide to have uh, their own abortions, and you want women to be unsafe, um, then you should vote for Doug Ford. Um, <laughs> cool. So um, next, uh, next little tidbit. Uh, 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 I think like this is the biggest one, or there, there's two the, the two of the biggest one I, ones I wanted to say for like the last um, child care legislation uh, mm-hmm. put forth. Uh, uh, the battles kind of between the NDP and the Liberals because the. Uh, PCs haven't released any platform items about childcare, mm-hmm. um, but so the 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 NDP are uh, proposing a um, twelve dollar a day childcare okay. uh, policy um, for so like people that like have babies that want to go back to work uh, for and women um, and parents, but this is like a female this is a Based female thinking policy, policy yeah. Okay. Um, People who make under $40,000 a year mm-hmm. will not have to pay $12 a day. Okay. Great low, for low-income families. Um, over 40 k you have to pay $12 a day, up until a certain income bracket, mm-hmm. after which you will have to pay more than that. But they don't specify what that income bracket is, <laughs> and they, they haven't been able to. Of course not. <laughs> um, which, okay, so that's that one. Mm-hmm. And then for the liberals, you have... Um, 
after year two and a half okay. of your child's life, everyone in the province gets free childcare. Um, just pretend I'm a middle class person, like not like I am in real life or anything. Um, um, Don't have to pretend I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, I I feel like you. Uh, it's hard to ask people to like vote selflessly. Oh yeah, so, definitely. They're always going to vote with their own interests in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but either, but both of these things are like pretty. Like both of these like childcare policies are like they're like very. I don't really see which one is like necessarily objectively better because I mean, I mean, okay, so sorry, like no, they one have can, their perks both. Yeah. So here's the thing I don't get the NDP are like our far left party. Mm-hmm. So why not like encapsulate, why not bring the entire, um, low, uh, the entirety of low income and middle income families mm-hmm. or like low middle income families mm-hmm. into this and cut it off at 40 K a year. Because if you're living in like Thunder Bay, 40 mm-hmm. K a year per family income, that's a lot of money. But if you're living in the GTA, 40 <laughs> K so is like <laughs> six months. It's nothing. It's three months almost. <laughs> it's no money. Well, just think, okay, so, but, so if you, if you're, if you, if you, if you've got a family, mm-hmm. so, and, and, you know, this could be a single mom and a kid or a single mom and two kids, mm-hmm. or this could be, uh, um, uh, two parents and, and one kid or two parents and two kids, mm-hmm. 40K doesn't get you along the way. It really doesn't. Um, any, in any place in Ontario, mm-hmm. but especially not the GTA. So I feel like it, I feel like 40K is like a low bar. To set it is an because instance. Most, the most of the the majority of Ontario's population is in the GTA. It is. See, forty k is like. I feel like they sort of stuck it there just because there are gaps that go above and below that. So, for other policies such as um, freelancers, mm-hmm. freelancers, once you bring in thirty k a year, you're you then to susceptible H- to HST. Yeah, yeah to HST. Um, Another thing that just was implemented was um, free schooling for kids coming up now, right? Um, that would have been fantastic for me when I went to school seven years ago. And, you know, inherently... I think th- for post-secondary. For, yeah. For post-secondary. Yeah. Would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that's like me going in to vote and voting against free schooling because I couldn't get free schooling. Yeah. Bring it back to, you know what we were just talking about, mm-hmm, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's like, I am I going to vote for um, these lower to middle income families who could benefit from this, but I'm paying a little bit more taxes because I make over that 40K? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do I vote NDP where all of these people get free childcare yeah. and I pay much more taxes to cover for that or however I justify it in my mind? Yeah. Um, it really does come down to being a sort of overall compassionate and understanding person when you are going into these votes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing that, one thing that I don't get is like to make this more politically palatable Mm -hmm. to a larger group of people, because I find, so like you and me and like Kate and a lot of people we know. Hi Kate. Hey Kate, like (laughs) miss you. Um, uh, I feel like you can expect people like us to vote compassionately, but I, I I don't I wouldn't want to leave it up to risking the whole province to vote that way. Oh yeah, no, and definitely. so what I my problem with the NDP platform because like I feel like the Liberals came out with something that was like you're just like okay like that's I mean it's <laughs> it's pretty progressive like yeah. it's, but it's but it's like okay like 
Like, barely. You, you, you did what you were... You're a centrist party. You did what you were supposed to do. The NDP just came out with something not better, but just different yep. than the Liberals. And I and I was like, why are you making... My thing was it, with it was, you should have made this easy for me. Mm-hmm. You should have just encapsulated everyone in this <laughs> child care plan. Not everyone, but, like, okay, let's say... Everyone, no. What about family incomes under 75K? Yeah. You know? And... I'm not like I'm. I'm just like I'm just saying like you could have done better. I mean, when you do the math, so if a family does make 40k and it turns out to be 12 dollars a day, what is that like 60 dollars a week per child? 60 dollars a week per child. Um, times four, which is 120 times two, which is 240. What is math? Uh, 240 <laughs> times 12 is I can't I, I can't do that large I, numbers. But it's but, it, but like when I, you do the math, it really. It's helpful. It's definitely going to be helpful for those families that don't make that income, but those mm-hmm. families that barely make that cut are really going to feel it. Yeah, and, but and here and then for the liberal thing, it's like what if you can't the liberal plan, like what if you can't stay home until your kid oh, is yeah. two and a half years old? 100%. And like I'm sure like I'm sure there's like welfare stuff. The the, the liberals did have some like stuff for like welfare, mm-hmm. but like as we as we know, you can't live off welfare. You can't. Yeah. So 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 I just I don't feel like either of these are like super like I'm I'm not super <laughs> like I'm not super like whoa yeah, yes <laughs> these are great. She's not revved up. No. She's not revved up about either of these. I'm revved up about this vermouth and soda. Though. I mean, yeah, no, it's kind of lit. It's mm-hmm. a little lit. Yeah, it's, we just got like casually. Friends had to finish school today, so we just like opened. I'm a, a bottle free of woman. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. This last one, which I don't really have, um, I don't, I didn't really find much about this, um, but maybe we can just talk openly and candidly about, um, our wage gap in Ontario. Um, women make 71 cents or 73 cents. I mean, white women make 73 cents. Right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so white women, I don't know if you have the like numbers. The statistics? Yeah. Statistics. I mean, white women make 73% of what their male counterparts make. Whereas, um, Hispanic women make closer to 61. Black women make closer to, I believe 55. Of their male counterparts? Of their male counterparts, not even versus the female counterparts. Part. Yeah, um, which I find hilarious and saddening. <laughs> it's also like it's really fucked up that like I love how we like use um, like intersectionality and um, like our like Canadian mosaic as this like as this like um, oh like look at this like or, like um, a commercialized thing about Canada like Ooh, Narnia. Look, we're like look at us like we're so great and then it's like oh but we actually like don't care yeah we're, we're actually POCs. like we actually don't care uh we actually don't care at all and See, I think it's like a thinly veiled misconception that Canada just doesn't um experience racism or systemic issues based on race yes um I think it is just more well ingrained in the system so that it's harder to identify. Um, yeah. I would, mean, would you call that more nuanced, uh, like, racism? Or what? Um, um, hmm. I don't know what I would call it. Can, I mean, you, can you put it in a sentence? <laughs> can I put it in a binary gender? No, I'm joking. Um, I think... Hmm. I'm not sure. I mean... It's kind of hard to say um, objectively. I, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not asking because I'm arguing uh, that it doesn't exist. I. 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 I've seen. I've seen it. Like, yeah. No. I, 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 like. I. But I'm. Um, I'm interested in this idea because you know you've got like your. Um, for example, like you've got your the you've got your Sammy a team situation mm-hmm. where like that was a an incident a f- f- fucking horrible incident that happened here, but then you have like the militarized police of the United States and and we're like comparing our Toronto police 
police force. To and you're like, what? what, what? Day okay. and night. Hmm. Well, I think about it all the time. Like, um, I mean, people have often forgotten about Ferguson, which is like, mm. Ferguson happened, what, like two years ago mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. Mike Brown was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ferguson, they protested and they were met with riot gear. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, yeah, that would never happen. Either. That would it wouldn't. Well, look at the incident that happened. Was it last week? This week? It was this week. The where the pedestrian or the um, gentleman mowed down oh, several people. Oh my god! On, yes, on Monday. On yeah. Monday. Yeah. Um, when you look at incidents like that and how the cop combated that, oh, yeah. Versus in the states, how that would have been handled. That guy would have been dead. That gives us a very clear contrast, night and day, of mm-hmm. America versus mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. But because of that contrast, yeah, this misconception that police brutality and race issues don't exist here yeah. comes about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that they don't exist. It's just that our prism system isn't inherently set up to fail us. Yes. Whereas in the States, it's built to. Yeah. Um, again, with our policing, our policing, um, can- Canadian policing, Ontario OPP has sensitivity training. Right. Most um, police stations don't. Yeah. A lot of Ontario does a lot of sensitivity training, mental health training, um, training more now than ever about um, skin color and prejudice mm-hmm. and race. Um, but other counties don't have that. Right, America right. doesn't have that. Right. And a lot of the states in America don't have that. So again, when you are comparing these black and white yeah. images to each other, it's easy to um, sort of sift out some of the smaller issues, mm-hmm, strain mm-hmm. them out. Um, but it's still inherently there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want to use that as a jumping off point for... Um, uh, uh, Kate really wanted me to ask this question, and I think uh, it, it's important. Um, how, like, how do uh, people like me and Kate, and um, probably like most of our listeners, because they're all of our friends <laughs> who are all white, um, how do we incorporate intersectionality into our voting? I.e., how do we not be white feminists? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I, it's important. For those of you who want to know, I asked her to not use this term. She is allowed <laughs> to use the word, the words, but I am going to call it intersectional fe- feminism. Yeah, how, it, it's, it's more of like a, a positive approach. How does one be an intersectional feminist? Then so, rather, how does one not be a white feminist? I think um, being an intersectional feminist begins with um, sort of taking yourself out of the equation. Mm. That seems pretty impossible considering, you know, you're a feminist, you're like, I'm in it. It's it's part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but intersection- just, but just maybe even for a second, let's just for a moment, let's yeah. take me out of the equation if and then you, see how I feel about it. If you can... Enter an equation um, almost as if you are a spirit. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Holy shit. But, like, just as if you are a entity. Yeah. Um, and, Omniscient. Uh, there you go. Yeah. And just sort of observe it from that um, perspective before making a decision. Mm. Um, that is a key factor. So, as an example... Um, if you are a creative and mm-hmm. you are creating a safe space for women, um, you might want to take a step back and ask yourself... Am I creating a safe space for women like me, or am I creating a safe space for all women? Okay. Um, yeah. That doesn't just um, start with race, though. That also starts with gender, um, how we present ourselves. Are we inherently feminine or masculine? Mm-hmm. Um, are we using the right pronouns? Are we approaching people with their um, given pronouns? Are we assuming like a gender binary? Exactly. Like, are we yeah. assuming that they are the type of woman that we want them to be in order to feel safe in the space? Um so 
that's just an example as a creative. If you if you are creating spaces for other people to sort of ask yourself these questions, am I creating this space for women who are not just like me, but women who may not be inherently like me, but can benefit from these things as well? That's a mm-hmm. great place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, a second uh, <laughs> difficult, I would say this is probably the more difficult part, um, is to sort of put yourself in the shoes of these people of color. So um, a really good example that I like to use with my friends is uh, Black Lives Matter with Pride Toronto. Mm. A lot of mm. my friends, white friends, um, felt that Black Lives Toronto has no place in mm. Pride because Pride and Black Lives are inherently different They're issues. Just, yeah, okay. Um, when you boil it down, they are the same issue. Mm-hmm. Um, black, equality. 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 It is okay. 100% the fight for equality and uh, Black Lives Matter far, fights for the equality of Black Lives, um, not only straight Black Lives, mm-hmm. but gay Black Lives, trans mm-hmm. Black Lives, all Black Lives. Mm-hmm. And that is inherently the thinking of yeah. this group. Yeah. Um, when you separate the blackness from it, mm-hmm. it is really, like you said, just a want for equality and understanding. And you can say the same about feminism. I mean, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, feminism, I think, has sort of branched out over these last couple years because of, you know, um, unfortunately, the orange goblin that lives south of us mm. um, has taken over. And the it Cheeto. Has, the Cheeto. The hot <laughs> Cheeto. I don't want to dismiss Cheetos like that because they're just so oh my God, delicious. Actually, like, fair, though. Right? Yeah. Like, can you eat, like, a baby carrot or something yeah. without guac? Like, yeah. goddamn. Ooh. Without guac. Ooh. <laughs> just a, a crunchy, dry <laughs> carrot. Um, because of his candidness in the media, um, a lot of feminists feel that they can go ahead and redefine feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you started this episode by saying the the definition of feminism is just the equality of the sexes mm-hmm. um, for the same opportunities for both of us. Mm-hmm. And with this new um, voice that him, yeah. along with Doug Ford yeah. and many like them, yes. um, Fuel is the voice of the white feminist, mm-hmm. the uh, belief that we are already equal white men and white women. Yeah, like, why do we need to do more work? Why do we need to do more work? We're, yes, we are getting a little bit less pay, but we're making movement. We're getting how far we've come. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, what that does is sort of dismantles the issues of these black people or of these people of color who are saying, hey, I'm not being heard. I'm not being catered to. I am, I feel left out of this equation and something needs to change. And when you turn around and say, well, we're already equal over here, that just diminishes the issue as a whole and shuts down feminism into something lesser than. Um, And I think that's the big issue is that we have gotten to a point in society where we sort of lump feminism in with a lot of other issues that aren't feminist-based, and we link them to feminism because women are passionate about it. Mm. Um, That's a a big issue I find in not only creative communities, political communities, music communities, wherever communities you go. Um, There are the feminists who understand the definition of feminism, and then Mm -hmm. there are the feminists who... uh, Use it for their own means. For their personal gain. Right. So... Hmm. So, uh, thank you for that very, uh, like, specific answer to a very, like, broad and general question. <laughs> no problem. Um, uh, last kind of, uh, last little thing before we go. I want, like, 30 seconds on what you're going to be looking for in 
a premiere in June. Jeez. Oh, um, couple couple bits. You don't have to like you don't have to encapsulate it all. I'm sure there's like a I'm going to preface this by telling you what I told you earlier. Yeah. I am a 26-year-old woman who only started voting two years ago. Yeah. Own it, though. I mean, it makes me trash, but at least I got here. I got here. I am. Yeah, you did. I am composted trash, at least. Um, (laughs) No, no. You don't even have to, like, say who you're going to vote for. What are you looking for? What am I looking for? Yeah, like, what are you looking for in a Ultimately, compassionate understanding without sort of... uh, I mean, I, I, it's hard to ask for a lack of gimmicks in politics, right? I know, like, no, no, but it, that's, it's a legitimate thing to ask for. Like, like just cut legitimately the, cut, the, cut the talking points. Like, legitimately just, just be an, a person. Be yeah. a person. Be a legitimate person who people can relate to and trust and understand. I mean, again, we're asking a lot of a politician, especially a Canadian politician, but <laughs> it's just there needs to be compassionate understanding and an actual understanding of um, the issues that are happening. Again, not just feminist policy that we're talking about, but again, like, other topics you guys have covered. Yeah. All yeah. of the topics you've yes, covered. Of, yeah. <laughs> Housing, you know, healthcare. minimum wage, yeah. healthcare, all of these issues really need to be approached from a sort of pragmatic, um, I almost want to say neutral standing. Mm. You know what I mean? From a place of neither nor or, because... Um, my opinions, you know, are not the opinions of all Ontario residents. Mm-hmm. And I understand that as politicians, they do need to cater to so many different people. But again, that vulnerability, that honesty, that compassion, those are things you really can't fake. So I really, really seek those in politicians. Mm, and when yeah. I can't find them, I mean, hey. It's, well, it's pretty it's pretty fucking depressing when you can't find them. Right. But I think that's but I but I but I actually think that's an uplifting note uh, to leave things on. So uh, I think I think we should all look for like compassionate, a uh, compassionate understanding from our politi- from our politicians. So I'm here for it. All right. Well, um, we're going to go drink more vermouth and soda now. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Francetta. Thanks for having me. Bye. Uh, so that concludes episode seven Yay, of we did it. Undecided Podcast. We're like we're swiftly approaching up like ten episodes at the speed of light, which like oh like I probably like I think I believe that we could do it, but like I also like it, somewhere it like took deep us, like, in like, two my, months to get this off the ground. It, we, it did. Like we should have actually had way more than that by now. But it, it's also like come to our attention that like June seventh is like very swiftly approaching very at the speed soon. of light. So we really want you to like come to us with topics that you'd like to hear about before the uh, before the election. Um, we also would like uh, you to uh, re- remind you to register to vote and um, let us. Know know if there's topics you want us to cover let us know if you have feedback and then follow us on the social media so you can interact with us like our photos and stories and like make us feel good about ourselves (laughs) (laughs) we are at undecided podcast on instagram and at undecided underscore pod on twitter um thank you for listening again um we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll see you back here as we do every single week on undecided podcast bye bye